wake up. Yes, you, I'm talking to you. It's time to wake up. On our last episode, the Holy Spirit was warning us that it is high time for us to wake up out of our sleep. Why? Because the Lord is soon to come and he want his church, the bride, fully awake and adorned for his return. On our last episode, the Holy Spirit gave us a comparison of the natural and the spirit, the four stages of sleep. He let us know that you're either going to be in a zero stage of sleep, which is fully awake and aroused to the spirit of God, or you're going to fall in stage one and two, which is a light sleep. A light sleep again is where someone can call your name and instantly you may hear them and be aroused. Or maybe you found yourself in stage three and four, which was a deep sleep. We know that a deep sleep, your body begins to relax. You begin to take the things of God for granted. You're not doing as much as you used to for the glory of God. It's a little harder for someone to wake you out of this sleep. No matter what they're, how many times they call your name, you're still in a sleep. In this deep sleep, you're not instantly aroused. They have to call your name extremely loud in order to get your attention. Then there is REM sleep. We know that REM sleep is a different kind of sleep and REM sleep is extremely dangerous for a child of God. Why? Because you're no longer caring or learning about the things of God. You are falling into a backslidden condition. You are doing things your own way. It is here in REM sleep that you're not going to be awakened or aroused by just the calling of your name. We established in our last episode that it is in REM sleep that someone actually has to personally come to you and shake you out of this sleep. So if for some reason you feel like your life, your world around you has been shaken, you better believe it is the Lord who is shaking us out of our sleep. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be concluding with our two-part series entitled, Wake Up, O Sleeper. Let's Wrap. Our key scripture for this series is coming from Romans, the 13th chapter, beginning at the 10th verse. Let's read. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that, knowing the time that now it is high time to wake up out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering or wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Hopefully by now you have been able to identify exactly what stage of spiritual sleep you have fallen into. The Lord is warning us in this verse. He is saying to us, it is now time. It is high time to wake up out of sleep. Why? Why is it time? For we know now that our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. When we look at the word salvation, it is referring to our deliverer, our health, our savior, our preservation from danger and destruction. He's telling us it's nearer than when we first started. Our redeemer is drawing now. Our redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ is soon to come. We have to make sure that we are ready, that we have oil in our lamps, that we are adorned for the bridegroom's arrival. When we look at the word believe, believe means first committed to trust. 
to put our trust in, to be persuaded, to believe that without a shadow of a doubt that our hope is in Jesus Christ and his righteousness. We have to believe church with all of our heart. We can't allow ourselves to fall into a sleep. We can't afford to fall into a light sleep. We can't afford to fall into a deep sleep. And we most certainly can't afford to fall into REM sleep, which is a backslidden condition. We have to know and we have to live and we have to act like Jesus is coming back. He said he would, but what are we doing to prepare for his return? Now, when we begin to look at the 12th verse, it says the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Night referring to the present evil time we are now living in. We know that we are living in evil times. This is this. There's evil present all around us. However, even though we're living in these evil times, we know that Jesus is our present help in the time of trouble. All we have to do is call on the name of the Lord. We know that the word of God is telling us that the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Day at hand is referring to the return of Christ. The word of God lets us know that because there's going to be a time of trouble and the trouble is going to be so great that's never been seen on the face of this earth, unless the Lord shorten the days, no flesh will be saved, but he's going to shorten the days for the sake of the elect. Church, that's us. Church, that's you. He's going to shorten the days because of his chosen people. He's not going to allow us to have to suffer on this earth with all the things that's going on. And you think that we're suffering now. Oh, there's some suffering that's to come. There's a tribulation period that is going to come. We have to be ready and we have to know that we're going to be going back to be with the Lord. He said that he's going to come in the moment and the twinkling of an eye and the dead in Christ shall rise and they that remain shall be caught up with him in the air. The Lord is soon to come. And I don't know about you church, but I'm making my preparations. I'm getting ready now. I'm getting myself adorned. I'm making sure my lamp is full of oil that when the Lord cracks the sky, I will be ready that I'll be able to go back with him unless he calls me before then. And if he calls me before then, the word of God tells me that I'm going to rise in Christ. No matter where you are, no matter what part of the earth you've been scattered, you're going to come back together at that time and go back with the Lord. I told my family, if something happens to me, I want to be cremated, scatter my ashes here, put them in uh, Penn's Landing, put them in Delaware River, put them in Little Old Mogi in Georgia, a river. But I want you to know that no matter where I've been scattered, Penn's Landing in Philadelphia or Delaware River here in Delaware or the little old monkey in Georgia, all of those ashes are going to come back together. I'm going to receive a new body and I'm going to go be with the Lord. So he is saying to us today, let us, and when he said, let us in the 13th verse, he said, let us, that means all of us, not some of us, but all of us, let us all, therefore, when we look at the word, let us, let us means not prevent or forbid, allow, let us not prevent or allow ourselves or forbid others. He said, therefore, cast off the works of darkness. When we look at cast off, we know cast off means to abandon, to discard. So he's telling us in this word that we need to abandon. We need to discard the works of darkness the moral deeds, the wicked men that are under the influence of Satan, uh, the ideas of sinfulness, the things that we find ourselves getting into. He said, it's time to cast that stuff off. It's time to lay that stuff aside. 
In other words, he's saying remove, remove the dirty deeds, like dirty clothes. You wouldn't come into the house and get in the bed with your dirty clothes on, but you'll take those dirty clothes off and cast them into the laundry basket. That's all he's saying. It's time for us to cast off the deeds of darkness, cast off the sinfulness that's on our lives. As believers, we should not be, these things should not be named among us, but we should stand for righteousness, those things which are right. He said, not only am I telling you to cast off, but it's time for you to live right. He said, let us put on, not some of us, but all of us put on the armor of light. What is the armor of light? God's spirit, his characteristic. Jesus Christ. He said, let this mind be within you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We have to have the mind of Christ. When God comes back for his children, for his bride, he's not coming back looking for us in this human fleshly body. He's coming back looking for his spirit, his son. He's looking for the mind of Christ to be in us. That's also in Christ Jesus. He goes on to say in that verse, let us walk honestly as in the day. Honestly mean truthfulness, fair, honorable way. In other words, live decent, live decent for all to see. In other words, not in riding. He said, not in drunkenness, not in chamberlain, not in wantonness, not in strife and envy. He said, don't be a rider. Don't, don't be one that's always riding. Don't participate in wild parties and, and drunkenness and always trying to be in the in crowd. He said, don't be chamberlain. Chamberlain means don't be named among them that are in sexual promiscuity or immoral living. We should not be named among them that are doing these uh, dreadful deeds in their body because the Bible tells us when we commit sexual sin, we sin against our own body. He said, don't let it even be named among you as believers. It's time to wake up. Apostle Paul went on to even further to say, don't even let it be said that we're being found quarreling and jealous. So a lot of us as believers, we don't, we won't get into those things we call big sins. Like there's a big sin and a little sin. There's no little sin and there's no big sin. First of all, the Bible tells us a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. So any little thing that you know that God has not uh, approved of, or those things that are not going to be beneficial to you, you shouldn't do. The apostle Paul say everything is permissible, permissible, but it is beneficial. Is it going to benefit you? Is it going to bring glory to God? But the apostle Paul went on to say that you're not going to do these big things. And I know you're probably not going to find yourself getting into these big things, but I want to say to you church that don't even let it be found among you that you're quarreling and in jealousy. Now that he knew that not only, uh, that church in the old day, but today's church, we're going to be dealing with the same issue because there's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of quarreling that go on among the people of God. And this should not be so. The apostle Paul realized that the attitudes were, was just as important as a person's actions. So you may not go out and do these big sins with Chamberlain and rioting and drinking and drunkenness and doing all the things that the world is doing. But he said, what about your attitude? Your attitude is just as important as the actions that the other ones are doing. You got to check your attitude, boo. It's time to check ourselves at the door. Why? Because Jesus is soon to come. Our salvation is nearer than we first believed. So we got to get ourselves together. It's time for the body of Christ to wake up. He said, just as hatred uh, leaves to murder, the apostle Paul also said that jealousy leads to strife and adultery. Strife. Jealousy will lead to strife and adultery. It's time for the church to wake up. That's who the apostle Paul was writing to. He was writing to the church. 
He wasn't writing to the unbeliever. The whole Bible is for the believer. He said in the 14th verse, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. We have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I put on the Lord Jesus Christ? He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He's not, he said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. He said that his Holy Spirit comes to live in us, to lead and guide us to all truth and all righteousness. That is how we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, make no provision. When we look at the word provision, provision means the action of providing or supplying something for us. The action of providing or supplying something. In other words, the apostle Paul was saying to us, stop providing and supplying the flesh with ammunition to use against us. We, we give the, <laughs> the flesh ammunition to use against us. What do I mean? The Bible says that when we sin again, we sin against our own body. We're causing ourselves to be sick. We're causing ourselves to have harm. A lot of us are causing our own mental uh, anguish, our own mental problems, because we want to do things our way and not God way. We don't want to submit our mind over to Christ. We don't want to take this mind. He said he would keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind stating we owe him. We don't want to keep our mind on him. We want to keep our mind on the things of the world. He said in his word that when we sin, we sin against our own body. He said, let no man say that when he is tempted, he is tempted to God. But we, in fact, are drawn away by our own lust. We are given the enemy based on the things that we're lusting after legal grounds to take it out on us legal grounds to take control of our life. That's why he said, make no provision for the flesh. Don't supply or provide the enemy with any ammunition that he can kill you with. We're giving the enemy the ammunition that he needs to kill us. In other words, we know you're not supposed to eat all kinds of things and, and, and not take care of your body and overindulge in this or overindulge in that. You're giving the enemy that ammunition. When you, when you sit here and worry and stress and worry and stress about things that we have no control of over, we're giving the enemy ammunition to use against us. When you know that you're not taking care of the temple, which is the Holy Spirit, we're giving him ammunition to use against us. Romans the eighth chapter and the 12th verse said, so then brother, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. I said that to say what? That we don't owe this flesh anything. You are not obligated to the flesh. We must not be ruled by our sinful selves, but we must let the Holy Spirit take the throne of our hearts, take the throne of our life, that he might lead us into all truth and righteousness. Now, the Bible says that we live according to the flesh and we shall die. Now, nowadays, that's literally not only will we die spiritually, but chasing after the things of the flesh nowadays can literally cause you your life and the life of your loved ones. We have to learn how to be obedient. We have to learn how to do what the Lord says. But the Bible says, if we through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, we shall live. Mortify is to put to death to kill the misdeeds of our body. We should live not only a physical life, but most importantly, we should live spiritually and eternally with God. 
we have to understand that even if we lose this, this natural life, he said, don't fear man, but fear God who has the ability to destroy both body and soul. We have to know that even if we die from this natural life, we have a soul that's going to live eternally in one place or another. So it determines where you live based on what you do. You're going to either live eternally in hell or you're going to go be with the Lord in heaven. It is time for the believers of God to wake up. When Christ returns, he wants to find his people clean on the inside as well as the outside. We are so busy trying to fix up the outside, but our insides are still jacked up. It is time to wake up. Wake up, O sleeper. Your salvation is nearer than when we first believed. We have to know that we can't make no provision for this flesh, but we have to give it to God. We have, we can't control ourselves. We have to surrender it to God. You can't say, uh, uh, elder Walker, when I get myself together, I'm going to accept the Lord as my savior. Guess what? You're never going to get yourself together. You need to take all of your jacked up self to the altar and lay yourself before the throne of God and say, God, I'm jacked up. I'm a mess. I need you in my life. My mind is messed up. My body is out of control. My thoughts are out of control. Lord, I need you. We need to get in his secret place like never before and begin to call on the name of the Lord. He is telling us it is now high time to wake up. Why? Because our salvation is near than we first believed. I don't know about you, church, but when I look around, I believe more than ever that Jesus is soon to come. Today, it is May the 9th, May the 9th, and it's colder today than it was on Christmas Day. Something is wrong with that picture. We have all kinds of things that are coming up on this earth. The earth itself is moaning and groaning. It's travailing for the returning of the soon coming king. God has given us all kinds of signs and wonders, and he's warning his people, his church, to get it together. He is soon to come. I can't say it again. I can't say it more than enough that Jesus is soon to come. It is time for the believers in Christ to wake up out of your sleep. Oh, sleeper, wake up. It's time to wake up. The Bible lets us know that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction thereof. We have to not be led by the flesh and by what we think is right. But we have to call on the name of the Lord. We have to ask the Lord to order our steps in these last and evil days. I thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to this series entitled Wake Up, O Sleeper. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this teaching. We thank you for what you're trying to tell your people. We thank you for the warning that you are giving us that it's high time to wake up out of our sleep. It's time to wake up out of that comatose state. It's time to wake up out of the light sleep, out of the deep sleep, but most of all, out of a backslidden condition that we need to call on your great name. You said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray, Turn from our wicked ways. Seek your face. God, then you will heal this land. God, there's no doubt in my mind that this land is in need of healing. So God, we thank you for what you're doing right now. God, we thank you for how you're bringing a fresh wind, God. How you're restoring us, Father. How you're giving us what we need in this season, oh God. That we will call on your name. That we will get closer to you. That we will trust you more, oh Father. 
Lord, we thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. If you are listening right now and you do not know the Lord as your personal Savior, I want you to just acknowledge him today, that you acknowledge to him that you are a sinner and you need him in your life, that you believe that he died on the cross for your sin, that he is going to return again with all power in his hand. And if you believe that today, you are saved. The word of God tells us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 16 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The 17th verse says that a man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It is my prayer that every single episode that we record and bring to you is doing just that in your life that it is blessing your spirit, soul, and body, that you, my brothers and sisters, may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Once again, we thank you for being a part of this Less for Art ministry. We want you to continue to listen, like, comment, and share. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook and be a part of our Facebook family. We also have a Let's Wrap Relationship group page, so please look for that as well. That's Let's Wrap Relationship group page on Facebook. And just in case you were not aware, we do have a YouTube channel. Yes, that's right. We're also on YouTube. Yasha Ministry is on YouTube with Let's Rap. So you can go to our YouTube channel. You can watch our Let's Rap Relationship live videos that we've done on Facebook. And you also have the opportunity to listen to our Let's Rap podcast episodes right from YouTube without any downloads. All you have to do is go to our YouTube channel, Yasha Ministry, click on it and subscribe, and you'll get a chance to listen to all the latest episodes that we've uploaded to our Yasha Ministry podcast also. As always, we want you to know that we appreciate you supporting this ministry. I love you, Elder Walker love you, but you better always know that God loves you more. Until the next time, I am Elder Shanina Walker. Have a blessed day.